Let's go. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Bingetown TV. I am Paul, and with me today are Kyle and producer Dave. We are so excited to be back to talk about episodes four and five of The Witcher. Little mid-season finale, crazy cliffhanger, and Ooh. you bet your ass I'm pissed that I have to wait a month. I'm pissed ever- that this season's been so fucking good. That's what I'm pissed about. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> if you're uh, here with us on the Witcher feed, welcome. But be sure to check out our Mange Bingetown TV feed because we put all of our shows out there. We have over... 350 episodes of over 70 shows so we are sure you will find something that you like and be sure to check us out at bingetowntv.com or you can check us out on our discord where there's lots of theories and fan interactions going back and forth we love it it's a lot of fun but back to episode four and five so newbie kyle how did your lack of geography affect episodes four did it not really or you were able to still get the most of the gist of it i guess you're just used to it at this point like i wasn't it's just kind of a constant state of somewhat general confusion so it's almost like uh like it's been assimilated into my watching experience from the get-go so for me it kind of just is what it is i mean i i know who like the big players who work for who for the most part at this point so I feel like I'm generally okay. Honestly, watching uh, like the episodes twice as well, I feel like helps. Just kind of you just hit even like the second time you don't pay attention as much, so you just like hit the high points much easier. So I think that's a little bit better for someone that is not familiar with the material at all. Probably watching twice makes things a lot easier for you. And honestly, that's probably every TV show. But I'll tell you what, even as a book reader, it's hard for me to keep up. Like I only know Fringin- Fringilla is Nilfgaard. We know, obviously, um, Philippa is Redania because that's just the most recent information we've gotten. But like Sabrina, no idea. Um, you know, like the list goes on with like all these mages that I'm just like, I could care less oh, yeah. about your nation. I have no idea like what you're associated with. I just all I know is Frangilla is Nilfgaard, really. And that's it. Like, it I forget. Seems- I already even forget what like Yen, like what is Yen's thing? She's not even responsible for Vangaburg. Where is she? Where is she at? She's just rogue. I feel like it's yeah. it's pretty much yeah, it's, like they've boiled it down somewhat cleanly into like Redania, Nilfgaard, the elves. Yeah, are kind of like fat, and then obviously the Brotherhood is involved as well. And then like we're on our own a little bit with mm-hmm. Siri, Geralt, yeah. Yen, and Yaskier. So it feels like they've kind of gotten rid of a lot of the other small places and kingdoms, which has made it I think a little easier. It's kind of we kind of have almost maybe four to five actual chess pieces. Yeah, I asked that question because, you know, this opening scene where Yen is proposing the plan of the Conclave to everyone, you know, all those mages represent a different kingdom. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, like like Triss is really supposed to be... Yeah, where's I be- Triss? I, forget I believe she she's supposed to be with Foltest and Tamaria, but like, like... She's just on novice duty. Yeah, like she's just chilling in Aratusa now. So it's like, it's hard to keep up because they're constantly changing. But that being said, uh, Yen and Tisei are basically trying to get the rest of the Brotherhood to get on the idea of the Conclave, saying, hey, unity over everything. I didn't mention this earlier, but we are going to be doing character buckets as well. So we're just going to stick with Yen and everything going on. I have this as my Aratusa 
character bucket. So mm-hmm. after the conclave, everybody, you know, gets on the wave. Vilga forces applause kind of helps everything going. Then Yen and Tissé are talking later. We see that Tissé is wearing that bracelet that Vilga Fort's got her. She also talks about Philippa a little bit and how they used to be close, but not anymore. But you don't really know why. And then they ca- kind of talk about give them the invitation in person because nothing like groveling to really sell that flattery home, you know. So that's her plan. We get an awkward moment with Tris when she walks in real quick. It's just like, hey, Gerald told me everything. Like, thanks for all you did for Siri. And that's a lot worse in the books because they definitely bang a lot while yeah. they're at Caramorn. <laughs> and yeah, this Geralt's a little bit of a gentleman, probably Henry Cavill's take. And it's just like, hey, let's just stick to Yen. Let's just get one love life going here. Yeah, I feel like it, it didn't feel so awkward from Yen's perspective. Or maybe she's just graceful in the moment. Has it been established that Tris has a crush on Geralt in the show? Like, was that a thing at some she- point in the show? Yeah, she asked Geralt to like stay the night in her bed That's one right. night That's right. in season one, and he was like, "Nah, nah," he said no. Honestly, this Geralt really knows how to work. Swing. Worth the game. <laughs> That's yeah, it was totally worth, the, worth swing. the swing. I mean, in episode five, we had women throwing themselves literally at Henry yeah. Cavill, Geralt. So uh, Tris goes on to the library. She's Istra down there. This is. Kind of talking about the novices going missing. Nistra's like, ah, my novices couldn't handle it. Um, now, but- is there background here that I'm forgetting? They seemed quite buddy buddy. Seemed like they almost had like a sexual romantic past. No, definitely not that I know of. But yeah. I was catching that as well. You know, yeah, they right. were just like flirty, yeah, it was mage flirty. stuff. I think it's just he. I forget what his position was in season one when like Yennefer first met him, like. Uh, he must have just been he was probably also a, a student at some point um, under Stragabor. Yeah, under Stragabor, obviously. And like uh, he knew Yen. So obviously it doesn't surprise me that he would know Triss as well. And those relationships kind of just develop over time. No, but I was getting some like some sexual tension there between the two of them for sure. Hopefully he moves on from our girl Yen because that is she's locked up, man. And I, I don't hate his history. Yeah, I don't hate history either. So I think he deserves a, a good woman. And Triss is great, too, obviously. So they'd be cool together. Yeah, Tris is talking about how all of her novices going missing are half elvish. And Istrid's talking about the Book of Monoliths and how it's the key to travel between spheres. So they're starting to put a little bit of it together. Yen ends up talking with Vilgefortz, who said that the council will create a secure portal for you to get safely to Redania and back, putting that out there. Um, And he also said, you know, you'll be camouflaged well if he is chasing you the rogue mage and yen's like how do you know it's a dude and then he pivots right to a very emotional topic i clocked that immediately and i was like okay (laughs) dude way to to change the subject man yeah we got you motherfucker so you were just riding vilgefortz this whole time right like you weren't yeah episode one i was it was either gonna be struggleboard vilgefortz and then episodes after episodes two and three i was fully gung-ho Force. i feel like they yeah. didn't do a great job with the red herring of it being stragabore like they were just like it's stragabore and it's like so and it's like yeah that was a little too easy you know yeah, like, they, kind, they kind of relied on us connecting so much with Geralt and yen because they were so gung-ho I think, I think they heavily relied on that scene in episode one that we ourselves were discussing like because you had mentioned like was that stragabore he was meeting yeah. i think me and paul said no but i also was looking on the internet and it just seems like it was well known that it was supposed to be Stragabor. So I think that clip 
they were just riding the high of that clip and just trying to sell Stregobor really hard and it just it didn't feel like a good sell to me but we'll get into it with that in the next episode and yeah and just a quick comment i'll probably get on it later who's to say they're not in cahoots yeah that is also true because we i mean we'll get I mean, just because we'll yeah yen and them only think that there's one maybe there's not one yeah if, honestly if they uh because we all watched episode five if they took that one scene out of the end of season one finale of Stregobor just turning and killing his own guy the, the whole surprise i feel like would be a lot bigger oh you mean um you Vilgefortz. mean Vilgefortz. did i say Stregobor? you said Stregobor, but you meant like the season one of one yes. Vilgefortz. yeah i agree i think that also oh yeah i would just not there would be no reason to suspect Vilgefortz for almost anything yeah yeah so like what the fuck was going on there like <laughs> that I think they were hoping the audience would forget like the number of years it's been since season one came out. And now it's like, yeah, nah, it's still fresh in our brain. And if this guy's forget. Yeah. Vilgefortz is asking Yen if she's hiding anything. And she's like, hey, man, I can't hide anything from Tessay. She knows me too well. I mean, that's the truth because Tessay is the one hiding shit from Vilgefortz. <laughs> I mean, I, I think he truly loves Tessay. Yeah, we'll see. I from what I can see, I would say that as well. It does seem like he does really care about her. And it feels like, again, I'm jumping the gun a little bit, like in that conversation that he has with Geralt in the, in the next episode, you know, he's relating how Geralt feels with Siri to how he feels with Tissaia. Like he has something that he wants to protect. So it feels like what he thinks is going, like what he's doing is for the good of him and Tissaia. But who knows for sure until yeah. we get more info. We're going to jump to Tamaria real quick because this is just basically going to set up Yen and then we'll follow her back to Eretuza. But this is the funeral procession for the queen of Tamaria, Hedwig, who got beheaded. Redania. Is it Tamaria? Don't you mean Redania? Redania. It is. Yeah, it okay. is Redania. Okay, um, I just wanted I to make sure. Um, we get Applegat real quick. So we get his return. He has a really good line here that's just head of gold and ass of iron. That's what, yeah. you know, a messenger flesh. is. Yeah, yeah, it's neck really of glass bad. and paper. But that was right from the books, too. You know, Andre Psalkowski, he will give you point of views from like a random character for like four and a half, six pages. And, you know, it'll not really relevant to the story, but it's just like a nice perspective from outside. And Applegat was actually one. So the, he had this line in his thoughts that what he's told and the fact that they brought it in, it's really cool. They didn't need to, but yeah, that's good. I really enjoyed it. Philippa and Dijkstra are talking and they're figuring out that all the communication with Rianz goes through the woman with without a voice. So they're like, hmm, who do we know there? They're kind of putting one in one together and they're talking about planning to crash the conclave and pointing fingers at people. So that was their initial plan. And Deeks talking about how, you know, the Northern Alliance, if this all happens, we will be so strong, stronger than ever. They're kind so, of moving their army seems to be the goal of moving it to Aratusa. And then I just, is just an important line. Cause Deeks asks her, like, you seem nervous, like what's good. And she's like, you know, I know the intelligence is good. He's like, Oh, so it's personal. And then they pretty much spell it out for you in episode five. Again, didn't catch this the first time I watched. Second time I watched, it's personal because it's Tissaia. She's warned Tissaia about Vilgefortz in the past. Watching again, it's obvious in this moment, they know it's Vilgefortz who they're after. Okay. Okay, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good pickup. It was a good pickup. I definitely didn't catch that. It helps me out because I was still kind of even questioning whether, like how many people did know Vil it was Vilgefortz, you know? Like it felt it like they just... 
Philippa and Dijkstra. And Dijkstra. That's what it is. Before okay. Geralt and Yen actually finally make the connection after they got done banging each other all night. Yeah, because the way they were talking, it definitely made it feel like maybe they didn't 100% know, but they had like the highest inclination of, you know, who it was going to be. Yeah. Well, they were like, that's, they went there with the knowledge, I feel like, that it was going to be him. Dijkstra, the spy master, man. Yeah, he's a beast. Also, the fact that Geralt had post nut clarity to help him solve it is hysterical. So we're Very at the fair. funeral. Um, Philippa, Philippa with the fake tears, man. Absolutely crazy. She's selling the shit out of being sad about the queen dying. Vizmir's in the background. And he has an interesting line where he's like, even though you were barren, you were a mother to me in other ways. And I was like, is, is that in there as a joke? Or is that just like proving that he doesn't have kin but anyway yen shows up vizimir's pissed when he sees that it's yen because he fucked up the execution in season two but she does a really good job of groveling and totally just reverse psychology vizimir into kings need more protection these days like the brotherhood maybe you know philippa should just come along and he's like philippa you're going deeksha and radovit you're also going no exceptions this is the crazy part because Yen is leaving Redania and gets back in the portal. And as she goes through it, she goes to somewhere completely unknown, Black Cliffs. And there's a fake Geralt there that tries to ambush her. Um, and she's able to escape somehow before any real damage gets done. But like immediately, like if Yar didn't think the call was coming from inside the house, there is a traitor in Aratusa. Like you just, this basically confirms it. Yeah. Well, good on Yen for not actually walking off the cliff because I feel like I definitely would have just kept going and just went right off that cliff. But I was, didn't buy the Geralt imposter, but I was just, I'm just curious to know, like, what was that thing that impersonated Geralt? You know, was it a monster? Was it supposed to be like an, like a, an illusion? I, I really couldn't I guess tell. We don't, we don't know because she enough. mentions later that she like she dispelled it away but turn that shit into butterflies that was crazy yeah, yeah i guess uh, it was an illusion i mean i'm not familiar enough with the magic system to know whether like an illusion can truly hurt you but yeah she definitely got hurt by it obviously high class magic that's all we know i guess yeah spitting yeah, image i mean he looked just as handsome so yeah. <laughs> so she gets back tris is there to greet her with sabrina they're trying to figure out what's going on, whatever. The whole point of the scene was that Triss has stellocyte on her hands from Yen falling on that island. Yeah. So Triss goes down to meet Istrid back in the Elvish tunnels. I don't know why they're meeting up in a place that she didn't know about. This seems like a little romantic rendezvous to me. Isn't that uh, not where Yen and him used to bang? That's where Istrid brought Yen to bang. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. So he's got a move. Park. He's got a move. <laughs> yeah. It's like the park down the street from me. That's where that's where all the ladies <laughs> Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh so she tells him that Yen was attacked, but also brings up the idea of, you know, there was stellocyte on her. What are the chances that there's stellocyte on your book? So let's do a locator spell. And all they do is see a cabinet with a logo on it. And was it obvious that it was supposed to be Stragovars in that moment? I think if you watched season one, it would have been more obvious because okay, I'm pretty sure that moth is like his symbol. Okay, because I 
it was a quick flash. Like I think I might have even blinked when it showed, and I didn't even get like a full picture. Like I just saw it, and I was like, "That means nothing to me." And they didn't even say whose it was because they wanted to keep the you know I guess suspense up. But I was like, "Who? What? Did that mean anything?" So was the spell working in the sense it was like we're gonna locate other stellasite? Whoever has the book had stellasite on their fingers because they were the one that went to that island that had tried to kill Yen there and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So because they had stellasite on their fingers maybe it was on the book as well so it was like that specific dust i agree it's a little wanky i don't i don't know how and i guess it was like the closest one to them yeah you know so why not i mean i we don't know i guess how rare it is so i mean i think it's easily explainable yeah like i mean it's not like hardcore foundations you know tested. it was probably just like right around the corner from where they were too so i mean it probably didn't take much to to locate that that's all we got for Eratusa in episode four. Jumping over to Siri and Geralt. They're just coming off of reuniting. She was running away from the wild hunt and she's talking about how they were physical. Like they actually touched her. And Geralt says, you know, in Caramorn, when you portaled us to the same sphere that the wild hunt inhabits, maybe you just left the door open on the way out. And now they're able to, you know, come in freely. Which I don't know. That's interesting to me. I didn't know the wild hunt completely just inhabited another sphere i thought they could i don't know the extent of them they're a big mystery yeah, so, yeah they I guess were they, they were kind of hard to... thing right because the monoliths you said aren't even in the no in the book not. so it could be a new thing i think that this scene caught my ear because he basically says to her like do you think that you whatever your training isn't going well because you're afraid of how powerful you can be obviously i'm paraphrasing here paraphrasing here but essentially saying that like if you accept yourself and you know realize you'll be able to realize the full potential of what you're capable of you know you'll be able to access your power whenever you want to if you kind of stop you know a little bit running away from it i think as a teenager it would be difficult to just fully accept that you're basically a walking nuke so (laughs) it makes a lot of sense but i just feel like that's like foreshadowed like that's going to be the ending of the season like it's going to be that occurring and it would be somewhat poetic if it's like in a similar like obviously we're leading towards war a little bit yen's end of season one maybe mirrored paralleled a little bit with series end of season three i think would be interesting um that's just that when i heard him say that especially the second time when i watched i was like okay that feels like a hey here's what's going to happen at the end of this season <laughs> type of line totally a silver platter yeah yeah you just need Geralt to really kick you there and you know set you straight Geralt's just a man but anyway, they're going to Eretuza and Siri's kind of hesitant because she said some things to Yen that she regrets. They go to meet Yaskir at the harbor. And it's just so great whenever Siri and Yaskir are together. It's just the how's the lessons going? <laughs> Secretly trying to teach Geralt how to smile the whole time is just amazing. Yeah. And I love that he's like, he's got the cool uncle, you know duties for him i love i love their relationship so much i feel like it's definitely it feels a little bit more fleshed out already in the show than it has been in the books it's just so nice to see them always together 100 happy so the ferryman won't cross because there's a monster in the water but Geralt's like hey if we kill the monster can we pass free so when they finally get on board ferryman's talking about the wild hunt a little bit he's saying that you know they lit up the sky above the tower of thanid uh, you know they're in omen for war like yeah, all these you wants, races you want to talk about foreshadowing yeah this literally guy, yeah this guy's laying out part two for us 
He also said they never rode among ground, I believe, or they never rode amongst us or something like that. Yeah. So um, that means something's like a he to paraphrase again, it was like something's off because they were amongst us when they're not supposed to be. Crazy. And it's a shame Luke couldn't be on this episode again because who walks on the ferry but Valdo Marks, the rival bard of Yaskir. But he has a whole entourage. He needs a whole group to sound good. Yaskir doesn't. Yeah. But very true. That was my whole that was my thought process as well. He's never gonna be Yaskir because he can't do it solo. He needs others. How funny was Yaskir's reaction? to seeing him and getting <laughs> half price and he's like half price wow are you kidding me like wow series reaction to it was great too just love actually getting the screen time for valden marks because again he wasn't he was only referenced in the books he was never we never were graced with his actual presence so it was cool seeing the uh the back and forth between him and yes here so this was some sweet sweet witcher analysis from siri you know, by the size and frequency of the ripples, my guess is it's an Eshna, you know, weak spot from above on the head. We can jump. And it's just like you just loved be, like tr- studying Witcher, like to be a Witcher. You loved everything about it. Training, you loved it. And you go to magic and you hate it. It's probably because it's not nearly as easy when you don't have your heart in it. She retained that shit like a sponge. She knows so much. And it's great because it's a little bit similar to the games in the sense that, you know, you are higher to see what happens you walk up to a crime scene and you're like all right what is this claw marks by the size of the claw claw marks he rules out this this and this monster and then you find something else and it's like oh this footprint is you know way too big it doesn't look like it. it has too many toes and that's basically what she's doing right here she's just eliminating what it could be one by one and i just love whenever siri and Geralt are together doing some witching which yeah, siri absolutely crushed the scene she I completely agree with you, Paul. I think her being a witcher just fits so well. And I think she just does it so much better than, you know, how she performs at doing magic. But God, this is what she needed. I mean, we had seen a little bit uh, with the fight against whatever that, you know, scent sniffing monster was earlier, but she got the finishing blow here. Was this her first uh, first official monster kill? On screen, maybe because she, she was kind of bit used as bait last season. She was yeah. just like, "Yes, yeah, stand on this hill." Well, yeah, this has got to be the first official one, and she did most of the work too. I gotta say, I mean, uh, now you're right. I guess Geralt took <laughs> Geralt took the tail. Geralt took the tail, but she was she was doing. I think she definitely was fighting it more often than Geralt was. I would say it felt like like she was one on one with it more. It felt like, and she was yeah. holding her own. Half the time, she didn't have a sword. Yeah, but she was yeah. pirouetting and whatnot. Her <laughs> signature. Carol had to throw his sword to her. Yeah, because yeah. he got stuck in the tail. That, that was that felt like a great moment too. That she gets to hold the master's sword. She even yeah, knew she, she was comments on it, it afterwards too, which was nice. But I just did. I thought I mean, we've made comments about the CGI's looked a little bad this season at times, but I thought that for the most part, the Eshna looked really good. Oh, like yeah. The scene where like its tail came off, I thought that all that looked like very very good. I guess it's just horse riding. They really just don't do well. <laughs> the green screens in the back of things. Yeah, I thought the Eshna looked really good, too. Yeah. It's terrifying. This well, again, though, with this scene of my issue, sometimes with the, is like like the, the Valdis stuff, it's like funny and everything. It just feels like, I don't know, it feels somewhat incongruent. Because I feel like this series, like with all the monsters and stuff, it should just be darker. No. There's like a, a lot of comedy sprinkled into like every episode. 
Yeah. yeah. Like I, I thought they were all right, but I, I, they didn't really necessarily bother me, but at the same time, yeah, it's uh, it's weird to jump from yeah. this joking scene directly into uh, oh my God, this is serious all of a sudden. And it's not necessarily even a problem. It's just something that I noticed as someone who like has no idea the source material. I, I guess I have my own interpretation of what the source material is. So that like impact impacted my expectations of what the series would be like. And I guess I just notice it now every time. Not that it's necessarily a bad thing. It's just something that I think about. Pretty much you know, the humor throughout the books was literally the style of humor that Geralt had in episode five at the conclave like just dry <laughs> remarks yeah like no actual laughing just like a little like backhanded compliment type shit yeah and i guess and that probably wouldn't go as i mean you could make a tv show where it's just that but i can see why they would want to try to you know spice up the you know the comedy aspect and try to fit in some more things could be netflix is doing because i feel like when we were would me luke and paul would talk about the books while we were reading i'm like Comedy wasn't ever brought up with like for us, maybe like a couple scenes, but like it wasn't known to be funny. Whereas here, they're kind of definitely pushing it a little bit more, I would say for sure. There was in the books, there was a lot less comedy and a lot more raping, unfortunately. (laughs) Woo. So definitely darker if that's what you're looking for. He he definitely portrayed the darkness of of the world. Okay. So we just swapped laughs for some, some unsavory sexual assault so yeah. i'm okay with that switch i, I, will, not, I will now yeah. i will now look at any level of comedy with a, a little bit of a more positive lens then. <laughs> there you there go you perfect <laughs> that's the way i'll think about it yeah he did not sugarcoat shit i'll be i'll be <laughs> i'll say that so a few other things here you know Garrett had a good line before the eschen attack it was like if you want to be a queen be a queen like stop thinking about how you should do it you know should i rule with magic should i rule with the steel like how should i and he's just like dude just be a queen i think you're a pretty decent one already the valdo and yaskier interactions that was i was just kind of laughing the setup for you know oh i was invited by sabrina and yaskier was like oh like well i was i have a task from yennefer vengeberg like do you know her she was a savior of sod and probably not she's a bigger deal than yours and he's just constantly trying to one-up him and uh the the troop when he was singing they did have a, a line where the one the third guy that was singing was sharp he couldn't hit the notes right and then afterwards they're talking about his head injury and they're like hey you were on key so the head injury from the ashen actually made the third dude a better singer i thought one of them was gonna die a little upset they didn't it seemed like a ripe opportunity to kill someone that first guy who got grabbed, the one who was off key, easily could have fucking died. Did he not look super familiar? <laughs> no, his face was on the screen for not long enough for me oh, to recognize man. him. He just looked like someone so hard, and I just couldn't. I tried to look him up in the cast and crew, and I failed. And hope maybe someone listening will be able to reach out in some way, Twitter or something, and tell me. Discord. Discord. It's going gonna, it's gonna to upset. I'm going to keep looking for sure, but it's just something about his face looks so fucking familiar to me. All right, I'm sorry to derail that. <laughs> no, you're good. Siri had a line later. I prefer the balance of your sword after that Ashna fight. I was like, that's, that's cool. It's a little foreshadowing. Maybe getting a cooler weapon. The um, little sword did look funny in uh, Geralt's hand when he like oh, yeah. picks it up. <laughs> Just Out like it tail. very clearly looked like a toy sword in his hand. <laughs> so they're going to find Yen. Geralt actually tells siri what he saw in the castle you know all the crazy monsters and the girl who survived who believes she's you they've implanted your memories 
into their head and they're using them as test subjects and Siri's like and Geralt's telling Siri this as like a warning hey there's people out here looking for you and Siri's first reaction is we got to save these chicks that are being stolen and abducted so I just love Siri's like turnaround of actually why is this happening to me in like season one to I'm a beast and I want to help people a great point uh, you've really seen the growth of Siri here, and again, she just continues. I think Freya Allen, Freya Allen, is also doing just a, a very good job of portraying Siri, and it's just a great, it's great seeing her become so much more mature as a character. I love this scene. If I'm honest, this next one coming up, they finally meet up again. Yaskier ends up having the task of babysitting Siri, and when he brings them off to the side, they're like imitating the conversations that they're having. Yaskier's again. That feels like type of comedy that doesn't feel incredibly like incongruent with the story. Like that works, endears us to the characters. I guess is brings their bonds closer together. Yeah, I feel like that. This was funny. I like and I really enjoyed this. It didn't feel like it was like not necessarily out of place, but like just give me a weird, give me personally a weird feeling. Especially when Siri hits us with the the Gerald voice when her voice. She's like. Yeah, she goes like real <laughs> deep and low. It's so funny. I yeah, love it. It was good. No, they killed it. Definitely. And this was kind of from the books, too. They had uh, not exactly at this point, but Geralt and Yen meet up after a long time and then they yell. And they're yelling at each other, but then they're kissing by the end and hugging each other and bracing and banging in by the end. Pretty much. Yeah. So we get Siri and Yaskir in her little hut that she's got some yen protection spell around she's taken all of his coin and i don't know if yaskir was cheating or letting searing win or he's just an idiot and dropped his cards but when he stands up and it pans out you can see a bunch of cards leaning up against his chair that siri can't see so i'm like is he letting siri win and being a good like <laughs> uncle and like taking all this shit yeah i mean it feels very unbecoming of a bard someone who spends a lot of time in taverns and and dark places to not be like really good at cards and but series yeah, also yeah. smart no card tricks yeah but she's <laughs> she's a class she's like a kid though she's like smart yeah. in like a, a certain sense and she probably thinks she's smarter than she is he had this line where he's like my two orins which orins currency so he's like my two cents so siri goes to bed and yaskier hears some shit outside goes to see what it is like the nice bodyguard that he is but he ends up banging the person instead and Classic. it was Radovid. And I honestly can't tell if Radovid's being sincere. I hope he is because they're really nice together. Like the, it's such a weird dynamic between the two because they're such different people, but then they get around each other and then they completely change. Um, Radovid said he knocked on the door, didn't go well. He chickened out. He escaped from his entourage or his protection. So, you know, he didn't have to worry about any danger. Sings yaskier song to him on the loot like there's not a better way to turn yaskier on and says like the only good thing about this whole mess was meeting you you bet your ass yaskier couldn't hold back anymore i hope that it's hmm i feel like i hope that he's not so sincere like that's just to spice yeah just spice up the show a little bit or maybe it's like uh like he is sincere but like he's been He's going to be put in a position essentially to choose between Yaskir and Redania. And like that type of level spicy is kind of what I want out of it. 
Yeah, I mean, they've only had like a couple interactions, you know. I feel like this interaction between Radovid and uh, Yasker is definitely leading to something that's not going to end well for one yeah, of them, it feels it like. It can't. Well, there's going to be some level of difficult I, decision to make. I genuinely do hope they end, like it works out for them. Like I feel like they are really good to each other, but I agree with Paul a little bit where Radovid does feel a little... Maybe it's his awkwardness that I'm mistaking for bad intentions, but it doesn't feel completely real just yet, I guess. But I, I was definitely happy for both of them to get that spicy makeout session in. Well, again, because it's that thing what I mentioned last episode of like the show seems hell bent on trying to sell us on the idea that he is like a super calculator and like puts on this facade. Yeah, of, I guess that's the other thing too. Of not being totally with it. And then like, but at the same time, he's hasn't been incredibly successful in actuality of doing things. So it's kind of like, where does that needle fall? And I think well, this relationship with Yaskier, wherever it goes, I think well, that's going to tell us where the needle actually falls. Yeah, I I can't remember. Because like then we're also if we're talking about relationships too. If you're talking about like we've brought it up already to say in Vilgafor's relationship, like are all these relationships like are they all meant to be you know happy and like actual or are some of them getting you know used you know so it's just. I don't think every one of these relationships that's been good will end up good. Someone's definitely getting hurt. I don't really remember Radovid in the books. I do know him in the games. And if that trajectory goes anything like the games, that would be really interesting. But obviously the show is its own thing. So it can go anywhere. I do like Yaskier and Radovid together. Their dynamics is great, but I, like yes, Gare can't settle down. Like I hope they don't no. start dating or something like that. I w- I wouldn't want that. He's a peacock, bro. You gotta let him fly. He's not. Yes, he can't be tied down to one singular man or person. Exactly. <laughs> so Yen is telling Geralt all about her attack. They're in her bed chamber, ooh la la, and they break it down to. You know, whoever be backing Rience is here at Eratusa is the inside guy who uses illusions, hates Yen, and has a history of experimenting on young women, Stragabor. So that Fair. is, they have their eyes set on Stragabor. And he is an evil person, so it's not a, a horrible conclusion to jump to. Knowing what they know in this moment, yeah, I would agree with them for sure. I would have been on team Stragabor. Yen is telling Geralt, hey, just play along. Let all this unfold at the conclave. Cyril will be safe at the cabin. You know, I have you in the flesh, so he can't hurt us. And I'm like, honestly, yeah. Between Geralt and Yen, like the strongest witcher and, you know, one of the top mages up there, it's fucking, I would feel safe as hell. But we get shots of everybody and we see Stregobor in between every single one of these shots. So they're really shoving him down our throat here. But we see Dijkstra and Philippa, we see Triss and Istrid, we see Tissay and Vilgefortz, and then we see Geralt and Yen. They all ask, are you sure about this? Are you sure about this? And they all say different things. It's kind of cool. I enjoyed it. Geralt looking fancy as hell in that. I love it. That looks straight out of the games. It's, it's phenomenal uh, costume design. He's pissed that he has to dress up, which is just so on Geralt's. It's funny that you say you liked it because it just does not suit him at all. Like, no, he, it doesn't. He, it doesn't. It came, he came out wearing it and I was like, ugh, 
this does well, not look good on him. <laughs> it looks directly from the games. Like oh, yeah. it, it's pretty solid. And the games just they their colors are crazy. Like the way they're dressed and shit. It's just wild. But definitely look awkward. You know, lilac and gooseberries, you know, we got that again. Yen has just got all the stops going. Um, I thought it was like really good because this was the last scene, and I was like, what a really good final scene in the penultimate to really set up the mid-season finale penultimate mid-season penultimate i guess you could call it yeah something like that (laughs) but yeah all the good stuff really happens in episode five so we'll save that until we get there just uh a few other things we got this episode we got fringilla she's live and partying nothing but partying actually except and turning down dudes that want to bang her and then she hears about boats going missing and wants to find out more about it I have no idea where that's going. Like, what <laughs> boats is she referring to? Do we know? Uh, I know. Yes, book readers know. But maybe I'm. Yeah, maybe I miss. I'll have to go it, back and re- yeah. On it. But like, I to me that meant nothing. I just I don't know what her plan is at all. Kyle, any thoughts on where she's going to end up? You think? No, I honestly, I, it was nice. I'm kind of glad it was a scene like that and not like some super serious scene. It's just tough. There's just so many things going on. It's just. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about it more at the end of what I think about that idea, but it was honestly, it was perfectly fine with me. The boats obviously is, I, I didn't think in the moment I was going to be able to know what it was. So I just kind of let that comment wash over me. <laughs> yeah. You never will. That's just yeah. impossible. Um, so we have Kahir as well. He's back in Nilfgaard. He's having dreams of Siri. The emperor comes in and gives him his next mission. We don't know. It seems like he says, like, will not be easy to take Francesca out or something along those lines. And I was like, is your target Francesca? Are you trying to kill her? But Amir says, you know, once you do this, we will have everything that we want. We don't know exactly what it is because they never show us. But Kahir goes to Francesca and the elves later. He shows up with offerings, provisions, all this um, supplies. And he's basically just asking the elves to cooperate with them, which... I kind of thought they were already like I know Gallatin was really pro Nilfgaard. So I was a little confused with this, but I guess Francesca's point is we both want Siri and we want it for different reasons. And Kihir is saying, well, what if we can both have what we want from Siri? So he hands over the, the mission that Amir gave him after Francesca is really on the fence. But as soon as she reads it, she's just like, hell yeah, for the white flame. Like I'm all in. So you don't know what it is. Do you have any guesses? Because it seems almost impossible to guess. No, I mean, my only guess would be like that wasn't actually the piece of paper that Amir gave here. I feel you. That would be I was the thinking only, that too. That's the only thing I'm willing, I think, to plant a flag on is that that was not actually what his mission was. I think that so, yeah. was definitely, I took it as that was definitely the piece of paper that Amir gave him. Could be. I have no idea. And they definitely didn't even touch on it in episode five. So we're going to have to wait a little bit. But yeah, I, I just don't it. know why Amir in any way would want Francesca to actually get what she wants. I mean, she's de- he's definitely using her for something. I don't know yeah. what it is yet either. Um, but yeah, it just seems like, you know, the white flame is just telling Francesca, like, we'll use Siri's power to get you a new home while at the same time it'll just establish my legitimacy on the throne yeah as i mean like at some level he they killed gallatin because it's like we don't need the elves fighting each other yeah there's like a, there's reasons to all yeah, this we that want I the elves on our side for some reason but it's like what how is that long reason? do they actually need them on their side for it's got to do something with that like the blood that siri has you know like yeah. it 
something unless, important with the elves. Unless Amir is like a, I don't even want to say a fake good guy, but like actually. Yeah, ends up actually like, being a good guy. Yeah, yeah. It's like Bigu Mamu, where he just <laughs> wants a kingdom where all the races can fucking live, live together, together in harmony. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's just by absolute fucking force. Yeah, I mean, again, is that morally? Is that right? Is that wrong? Who knows? That's an interesting question. Yeah, Gout would say there is no right and wrong. Oh, yes, yeah, true. (laughs) There is no lesser evil. And the last person we get real quickly, we get Apple got uh, Apple got getting got. Hell yeah! I want to say that again. We got Applegat getting got. He's taught. He's re. Uh, he's reiterating the line he's supposed to give. Re- reinforcements are required at Eratusa at first dawn. And after three times of saying that, gets shot in the throat. I think it's interesting that that message will not get where it needs to be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I'm trying to think of who would have benefit from that message not getting there. I mean, it's got to either be Nilfgaard or Vilgaforce, right? I mean, if I feel like the Conclave is not like a secret thing, so it wouldn't be crazy that uh, Nilfgaard, and I guess now by extension, the elves know about it. Yeah. It's a, I mean, I, shout out to, and which won't be the first time, I shout out uh, our friend Marrow in the Discord, but she kind of mentioned that, um, that it was probably the elves. And Nilfgaard, at the moment, honestly, he got shot, and I just was... The only thing I was thinking of, like, oh, serious thing came true. I wasn't even, this is dumb, but not even thinking about who did it. So, like, I'm trying to think, think I agree like, with that, though. I guess one of the things now I'm kind of trying to piece this all together is like one thing that I struggle with with The Witcher so much is like where they like people leave, like, end r- relationships with one, one another. Like, how is Francesca's relationship with the rest of the mages? Like, I completely forget. Like, would she be down to fuck them all over? Like, like there's just so yeah, many things that not? I feel like I guess, well, I guess some of them are, are half elf though. Half I just elf. feel like I'm always forgetting why people have issues with one another. Like to say in Filippo, like I completely forgot like what their beef is, like why they hate each other. Was it because of Sodden Hill? Like I, I don't really remember. Well, you didn't know. It was it was a mystery and still is. Oh, I guess. Much. Okay. It's just it's, there's a lot of important characters in a lot of different nations, and it's hard to keep up with these relationships sometimes and how people feel about one another. So to put into perspective what exactly the book readers were dealing with in season two when Francesca got introduced, Francesca gets introduced in the books here at the Conclave. Like yeah. she, is, she is one of the uh, mages. She's like still an elven mage, but she is like the most beautiful elf. And she gets introduced here at like a bunch of other characters. So like Sabrina gets introduced here for the first time. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe. (laughs) Um, But it's just so everything going on with her is a complete absolute mystery. No idea. But anything else on episode four, we had all those characters that we touched on at the end there. Don't get touched in episode five. So you hear from Jilla, you know, well, Applegat's dead, so he probably won't get touched on. But all right. Jumping in to episode five and just going to say right now. This episode was an absolute bitch to take notes on. So we are not going to go exactly scene by scene. We're going to go through like the whole ball, but we're probably not going to repeat scenes. Like we're probably just going to have the full conversation going good because it was just holy fuck all over the place because we start off like they're in Yen's bedroom. 
about to bang, which is just, I wish they showed more, but they didn't, but it's okay. I respect your boundaries. But then they jump back into walking through the doors for the first time again and just mages everywhere, just staring at you. Everybody's gossiping. Everybody's judging. I loved it. It was was a good way to tell the story. I thought, I mean, because it's basically like we get Yen's version of events and then we get Geralt's version of events and the two oh, of them you're t- together gives us the full idea of what actually happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a interesting creative decision to do this. It honestly just felt like it made the episode longer to me by showing everything again. Yeah, they could have just done it and in the one And the episode pool. was short because it was only 45 minutes. Yeah. I mean, I that being said, I still enjoyed it. I just feel like whoever did this episode... Is a big How I Met Your Mother fan because <laughs> yeah, they, wow, they have the burning beekeeper episode, and I mean it's exactly the same concept as you have audio that is a time marker for certain events, and you got Valdo Marks playing, you got the dance going. Basically, I mean, and it was it worked, it was good, it wasn't incredibly hard to follow, but at the same time, it was just interesting that they chose to do it that way. I'm gonna be honest. I when they re- were replaying, I think for the first time we they replayed a scene. I literally had to like hover my mouse over like the episode <laughs> because I was like, did I just rewatch this or am I fucking crazy? So no, I like I had to make I sure. Too. Going back and looking at it, yes, I think it was a really good creative decision. But at first, I was like, am I fucking crazy? Did it's not just? It was literally the fucking um. God, I'm blanking on the TV show that basically blew our minds that one episode we were all just on edibles just completely westworld uh, westworld Westworld. yeah Yeah. it was basically that one episode four yeah it was was that westworld episode again but for here and i'm just like i I gotta make sure that i'm not crazy yeah those gummies kicked our fucking ass (laughs) i literally had me questioning if i was a robot i was like oh my god (laughs) this scene keeps happening what is going on You would never know if you were a robot, man. I, I, I'm still a thing. Yeah. Technically, so. <laughs> still still fucks, something. Still fucks with my up. head all the time. Yeah. All right. So some of the mages we got, we got, I'm not going to rattle off their entire names, but we got Sabrina and Marty. They're the salutes, the, you know, show cleavage as much as possible. Throw yourselves at them type of mages. We got Rita and Kira Metz. Rita is the headmistress of Eretuza, I think. I don't know if she took over completely for Tesea. Okay, but- that was a question I was going to ask. I, I was shocked at how high level a position that was. Yeah, she kind of that we. I feel like we just got introduced to last episode. Yeah, we yeah, did. we did. It, well, in, in the, the last books, recording, I think it was episode three. Yeah, I mean, Fair. ideally, they would have been introduced earlier. I think like Yen kind of has some interactions with them, obviously because yeah. she knows them. Like I mean, Margarita, I, her name is Margarita. I keep saying Margarita because that's how it is in the books. I'm pretty sure, but they call her Rita here. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure she was more of a relevant role when you know Yennefer first comes to Aratuza, rather than it just being kind of like solely to Saya. Okay, so, so it would have been more of like a season one character, technically. Yeah, yeah like, but it, I mean, it still wouldn't show have. It would still be like a very not so often like yeah. reoccurrence of her, but we would have definitely already been introduced okay. to her at this point. And like I said before, Kira Metz is a character in the video games, not in the books, but people love her. So they're just uh, including her for the fan service. And I honestly like her too. Uh, and then we also get this guy, Gerhardt, and he is the oldest living sorcerer. I don't know if he's going to be super important. He was just like a really cool character that, um, I'm glad they included, but 
hasn't really got a whole lot of screen time and or lines at all. This feels like a like a perfect opportunity. I feel like to throw in as many book references and characters that they could. They did yeah, a lot. I think that's more of what this was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just I mean, build I, on the lore and you know just establish some other cool characters. Like it was definitely cool. I would agree. It's like getting to know that like you know Gerhardt Gerhardt seeing him there, just oldest living mage. I think he was actually mentioned in the books. Now that I'm kind of like thinking about, it, yeah, okay, his name did look familiar for a second. He gets introduced with Francesca and like everybody else and all You're that right. other fun right. stuff. So Yen is telling Geralt like, hey, when the ball ends, the real conclave begins. This like this is just a front that everybody puts up at first. Like she talks about like all these rules, stop eating, shoving your face. Like when someone approaches you to talk, you must accept like you can't walk away. It's all about how you look to everybody, how your manners are and your etiquette and everything. Which I think this is, was really well pulled from this from the books, at least. Definitely, no, yeah. definitely, especially with Sabrina with her tatas popping out. And <laughs> yeah, they definitely giving, made that a true thing. source. Yeah, yeah. giving Geralt that, uh, giving Geralt that image of you want to have a taste and like licking her finger, but like actually he's just kissing her hand in real life. Yeah, wild. And he just Geralt grabs that hand, tosses it, doesn't kiss it after he gets that. He's like, yeah, doesn't thinking, Yen look amazing? Yeah, loyalty, man. We love and, it. We and, love it. And Sabrina's like, you know what's annoying is he's not even lying. He genuinely thinks that. And I'm like, I'm fully Geralt. <laughs> <laughs> I said Sabrina backed him up too. There. And it was literally just trying to get a rise out of Yen. Like all the mage is like fucking with Yen a little bit because it's like the savior side. And oh my God. Even like, though if he had said yes there, she totally wouldn't about it. She would have been about it too. Oh, 100%. No one can resist Geralt. No one. I love this little scene. Um, you know, Geralt talks to Philippa for a second. We don't exactly get it here. Maybe I'll get to it. I don't remember. You might, I was going to say, if you want to cover it now, you might as well. Just whatever comes to mind, comes to mind. Garrett was saying to Philippa, you know, nice try with the ash gear. I'm a little bit harder to fool than that. And he, she's like, well, there's an aphrodisiac in that wine and the caviar is an illusion just because some mages like, like to giggle at people that like reach for it or something like that is, is what I was getting totally just, from the books again. Yeah. Exact same thing from the books. It, did he not great. already know that though? I, I don't think he did. He well, said a line earlier yeah, in the about episode. the wine, right? I don't know if it's here. Unless I don't that's think that's a complete Mandela effect because I could have sworn the second time I watched it was like he like was purposely putting on the act that he was like shocked by the wine like to show Philippa because it was it felt very tongue in cheek that he says like, I'm not fooled that easily and then it was like well you got fooled by this well you got fooled by this yeah. in her eyes but in reality he didn't actually get fooled by it he just wants her to think that he was caught off balance I have no idea. It could easily be the Mandela effect and me just being like, oh, obviously Geralt's the man and is doing this <laughs> stuff on purpose. Wouldn't pass it. Uh, wouldn't put it past him, honestly. Yeah, but exactly. not exactly sure. Yeah. <laughs> this is wild when she's like, what Sabrina showed you as child play? Like, come with me. Would you like to experience one orgasm or more? And he was like, no, nah, I'm good, dude. Like, I ran into these. I can't destroy these pants. <laughs> she was testing him. He passed. Yeah. And then she also drops the Cod Ringer and Fen line. You know how they met their fiery demise, and you know Geralt is p- trying to play it cool, but Philippa probably knew that he didn't know about it because she just was there, watched them die, um, and she's like, "Oh, I thought you would have known by now after you've been tracking him." And Geralt's like, "Oh, you mean Rience?" 
like, do you think his master's here tonight? And she's like, Mm-mm, I'm not going to tell you. I can't tell everybody because I'm not as loose lipped as you. But Kyle, as you were saying earlier, I am totally on board that Philippa and Dijkstra knew exactly everything that was going on tonight, but they just didn't want to tell everybody. Yeah. So this is when Dijkstra walks up and he's like, oh, I'm so glad to have a non-magical brother here. Like, I need to talk to you man to man. And Carol's like, dude, shut the fuck up. You're making us look bad right now. Um, And he's saying, you know, I'd be wary of staying neutral. You should pick a side. And Redania is your only hope of keeping the line cup safe. Geralt is just watching Yen the whole time, not really paying attention because he's in love and it's adorable. And he's saying, all right, dude, just give it to me in layman's term. Remember, I'm a, co- a quote unquote commoner. So Deesha says, give us the girl before it's too late. Geralt goes, no, excuse me, and walks away. <laughs> I fucking love it. Fucking brick. All right, so then we got Geralt and Vilgefortz talking. This is interesting. I like this scene a lot. I don't know why. I really, this scene was very interesting to me. I think it's just Vilgefortz is a captivating character to me. I, I think he's a great actor, first of all, the guy who mm-hmm. plays him, who at this moment, I don't know who his name is. Um, and uh, obviously, Mahesh Jadu, I totally butchered that name, but it's Mahesh. Okay. Well, shout out Mahesh. Um, and him and, <laughs> obviously him and Henry together as Vilgefortz and Geralt is just like must-see TV. It feels like they're just both two really great characters in this show. Mm-hmm. Totally. And when we got the first scene of the ball and it didn't really show them talk, it just showed Vilgefortz say that one line. I was pissed because I didn't think they had an interaction. But on the rewatch, you actually see that Geralt went up onto the balcony. He goes to this painting you know what is it called the the first landing or something like that yeah. um and it's like the the founder of the brotherhood his name is like becker um and he just he just loves that painting it's his favorite scene um in all of eratusa and he's trying to like find common ground with Geralt he's like we're both outcasts like oh we're so similar and Geralt's like dude I don't think we yeah. are similar in any way. Yeah, don't break your fucking neck trying to find yeah. a commonality between us, basically. Vilgefortz yeah. is like, you know, like like you, I cannot fully define myself as one thing. I'm not, I'm not man, I'm not mage. And Geralt's like, dude, shut the fuck up. I'm a mutant, not by choice. Like, this just fucking happened to me, all right? And it really didn't come to a conclusion it was just more of, I see that the sense of family has changed you as it changed me. And I see you with Yen and Siri. And like that has been the biggest impact in your life. And it was interesting because it's like, why is he saying that? And then he goes on to say, the longer Yen stays at Eratuna, Eratuna, the stronger the brotherhood. <laughs> Eratuna. Eratuna. <laughs> And he's trying to get Geralt just to like, hey, do you have any interest in sorcery? Do you want to join the Brotherhood? You know, the longer Yen stays here, the stronger they are. You stay with her even stronger. And Geralt's like, dude, get the fuck out of here. And he actually has the incredible line. He says, it's incredible how my neutrality outrages everyone. And it's 100% true because everybody's coming up. Pick my side. Pick my side. And he's like, dude. Main path, neutral path. That's the only thing I do. It definitely felt like a low-key recruitment speech. Obviously, it gets high-key at the end when he's like, you know, you should come to Eratusa. But all the thing of like creating common ground, explaining. I felt like Vilgefortz was explaining himself so much. It felt like a preemptive almost Mm -hmm. for like when that other shoe drops. 
because I don't think Vilgefortz is like under any false pretense that it's ne- never going to get out that he's up to something. I feel like the whole point is eventually to get Siri. So he's I don't know. Maybe so it felt like great. a kind of like a like a villain origin speech that he was trying to like explain why he's doing what he's doing a little bit, planting yeah, a seed, if you will. I don't know if you guys caught this or if Paul, if you had mentioned it, but uh, in the painting, that is actually the place where Yennefer was that not the place that Yennefer was teleported yeah. to through the portal? Yeah, yeah, they they put that together at the end, Yen and uh, and Geralt. Thought that was thought that was a cool shout out there. So like, I think like this this moment obviously is going to have a significant significance for Vilgefortz more than what he's already kind of laid out on just like very vaguely i think i hope we get more into i mean we will obviously this is all going to have to tie into his purpose why he's doing the things that he's doing so yeah i'm just excited to see that moment and how this specific painting ties into all of what he's planning and this again is it's just reinforcing for me personally that i he actually cares about to say uh yeah that, that's I what think, i was saying i don't earlier, think so. that yeah i don't think he thinks that he's evil Mm-hmm. You know, like he obviously has some level of of belief and passion and reasoning behind doing what he's doing. Obviously, we know that you know it, it's extended into experimenting with little girls, so we're not you know we're not pro that in any way. <laughs> so something's going to have to happen to him, but it's going to be interesting, I think, to see finally when we get his plan revealed. And I know, thinking of it too, I feel so bad for it to say it too because I think one of these conversations um, that. Yen has it's with Yen and Vilgefortz when she's talking about how you know to say has really changed a lot because of you. She's opened up. She's more trusting, and it's like, yeah. So you, yeah, she's not <laughs> going to be feeling that way much longer. I don't think so. She's definitely going to go back to being a, a shell. So we'll see. But I, I Vilgefortz is just at the end of the day. I think he's going to be very interesting to follow. He's definitely one of the more in, entertaining characters for sure. Yeah, but he's also kind of a dick sometimes because they see Yen and Istra talking and he's like, ah, your first love never leaves you, right? And Carol looks at him like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Yeah. And she's like, excuse me. And he just walks away. So with that Istrid and Yen convo, this is Istrid telling Yen about the Book of Monoliths, you know, an artifact that the book is here and Stregobor has it. This is all after he saw his locator spell with Triss, so they know that Stregobor has it, and someone needs to get in his office before he uses it. You know, Stregobor stole a book at Endangered Series. We need to nail him tonight. So oh. the melange starts. Is that what it's called? The Spice Melange? <laughs> yeah, the South spice, Park fans? yeah, Spice Melange. So it's a non-optional <laughs> dance, especially for Geralt. And you're just p- constantly passing partners. All the partners are saying something else. It's weird because Yen is like using it as like every partner is like a business slash marketing move. Like every time she goes to a different partner, she's got a, a scheme going. Meanwhile, Geralt's just trying to fend off like women left and right, just throwing themselves at him. Well, this is like a, this is like the third time we've seen this dance, right? I feel like was it not in series like Dream at the end um, of season two? They do it and because she, she and at season one when it actually happens for her and her like oldest memory, she like has to hop out and she has to do the dance. I think like I just remember the move where like they put their hands up, like yeah. their forearms touch and they walk in that circle. I feel like I remembered that in the show no, before. I totally agree. It looks familiar, but Geralt has the line like, what is the melange? But then he goes and does it. 
and yeah. he nails every move. And is that just him? What's your perception skills? Like seeing everybody else do something and he does it like a microsecond. Sharring gun. Like, pretty much. Yeah, he's yeah. just copying everybody else. Um no, Kyle, I'm totally I'm totally there with you. A lot of that shit looks familiar. But Geralt like dances with Lydia for a second. That was cool. And he's like, You've been joining your night, and she just doesn't answer. And he's like, Okay. Great to uh, know. <laughs> yeah, it was just honestly really funny. Um, we got a few scenes in here that like skipped around everywhere, so I might miss one and come back to it later. Geralt and Istrid, hysterical when they had to dance for, uh, together for a second. Kira Metz said she was planned on getting pregnant tonight directly, Wild. directly to Yen's face, who she knows can't get pregnant. So fucking that was just a bitch move. Yeah, biatch move for sure. Tristan Geralt, they're talking about Siri. You know, she's safe. She's here. What are you doing tonight? Blah, blah, blah. Get out of here, Tris. I'm with Yen. I can't bang you tonight. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, just normal girl stuff. Um, And then when he finally gets back to Yen, he does like a deep dip, like all showman style. And he was tired of everybody else touching Yen. So he got, he got his kiss. It was nice. But I claim what was his. As we know, this is what we were thinking the first time. But as we get on... They're actually, you know, making a plan and Geralt is telling Yen that, you know, I'm going to cause a distraction and truce will be my signal that, you know, distraction's over. So what has happened, Istrid? Well, Geralt, if you see it in like a third time after the dance ends, Geralt like kind of slightly nods over and Istrid picks up on it and comes up. He's like, hey, I've been meaning to talk to you. Follow along. This fake fight, you know, it was great. Totally knew it was fake. I mean, maybe not everybody did because, you know, Geralt doesn't lose his cool like that, but maybe not everybody knew that. He also doesn't get thrown around by another, like, yeah. you know, humanish figure that easily. You think Istrid could land a punch on Geralt? And send like, him flying five feet? Yeah, fucking right. Get out of here. So, honestly, props to Istrid for going along with it. I mean, I love yeah, that his was character. I've been liking I've been liking Istrid. The fact that he was just like Geralt said it in one sentence. He didn't even think about it. He was just kind of went along with it right away. Is just uh, he's for the boys. So I'm in, I'm in for Istrid. Sure, it was nice for him to get the opportunity to to land a couple blows. Yeah, yeah. he was probably dying for those too. Yeah. Taking my girl. <laughs> yeah, probably hurt himself more though. True, like, oh, that hurt me more. Very true. Um, and then this dude Artod Artod, I can't say his name. Artorius. No, Artod. The drunk dude falls. Oh, the drunk dude. Yeah, yeah. Artaud. Yeah, A R T A U D. Chill with Yen for some reason. Yen just gives him like a, a signal, and he's like all for it. I don't know. Yeah. What was he part of the plan? Like that was such a like an obvious fake fall over. It felt like I, I couldn't tell if they had included him or. It was just I like, mean, Yen did. Yen said, "You know, I'll tell Artaud the, the the symbol. So whenever you say truce, I'll fall, and then." I don't know. I just was like, why is he going along with everything? Like, is he yeah, like a really good friend? I don't know. Yes. So. so we're constantly flash forwarding and rewinding. But when we flash forward, we are in Yen's quarters with no clothes on. We're in the bed. Uh, not a whole lot to say here. Just happy to see them happy. Um, and then we're going to jump back. And to say it has a toast with Vilgaforts. They're both saying, you know, toast to peace amongst mages and all this stuff actually shouts out yen you know thank you yen Jennifer for putting all this together 
flashback again now they're banging by the fireplace it's like oh my god they're all over the place and now they're kind of talking about hey like did we actually do it did we pull it off so now is when we're kind of realizing that everything was kind of a scheme so let's see if i missed anything else real quick we got stregobor and Geralt like uh, having an interaction Geralt almost kills him he goes up Stregor calls him Butcher right away. I was like, you fucking dick. You know, he I hates love, that name. I love I that, that season one callback. Yeah. And then he yeah. even name drops uh, Renfrey. Renfrey. What was, yeah. Yep. I thought that was really cool. He was like, I'm not the one that stabbed her in the heart. You did. And it's like, dude, fuck you. It was a good reminder of like Stregor is, you know, also a dick too and not a great person and that him and Geralt have history as well. I thought that was a, a nice drop there. He literally said, you know, I was just trying to root out the deadly creatures that threatened us all, like you included. Like he knew that Renfrey was a threat, so he just, you know, kills her. And Geralt's like, dude, that's not the way to do it. So this is when the distraction happens again with Istrid and Geralt. Yen goes to the office, opens up the cabinet. The moth goes to alert Stregobor. So Yen only gets a little bit through the contents. She sees there's a list of names with half elvish uh, students and just uh, she touches a necklace and a magnifying glass of all objects that Stregobor has ripped out of half elvish students hands um, so she can touch that and actually see the memory, the last memory of it. So Stregobor really isn't looking good right now. He's really fucking taking all these half breed stuff. So Stregobor comes in. They have a little bit back and forth. Geralt comes in. It's like, all right, Stragabler, you should be a little worried. They kind of go back and forth. He says, I'm not worried about that Cintron brat. You know, he just keeps being elven racist. Like he's talking about the elves and how he wants to get rid of them. Yeah. But then everybody else comes in. Trist to say, Vilgefort, Sistrid. They're like, oh, when we saw you three weren't here, we knew exactly what was happening. So this is where Yen finally breaks it down, tells everybody. Stregobor is like, dude, what are you talking about? I have no idea what's in there. He pulls out a book, and Stregobor honestly looked confused for a second. I don't know if he actually knew that that was in there, if it was planted in there, but he's like, dude, this is just fucking the elvish blood in Yen just being <laughs> tricky. Like, this is yeah. just what elvish people do. Fucker. Did it feel like he was trying to cover up the book, or did do you think he I don't actually know. just do you think it was planted there? I can't I couldn't tell. I couldn't get a good enough gauge. What do you it, think, Kyle? Any thoughts? It's so suspicious that like he has all the lists and everything in there. Yeah, like I again, I don't know if Vilgefort's planted it there, but he also didn't like react as I thought he would if it like was was planted there. You know, like he would have been, I feel yeah. like freaking out way more if it was planted there. It felt it's like tough. he kind of was like, like you could explain almost every angle where it's like, is he too prideful? Or yeah. is it like yeah. or is it that he's also involved? And yeah. you know, it's kind of the Vilgefort's felt obvious, but it's actually the two of them. I mean, because they actually... kind of are like shown in public to be fairly adversarial in some ways. So like, you know, it would be shocking. I think it would be a bigger twist, especially because like they give us the midseason finale and it's like, okay, they told us that it's Vilgefort's now. So like there's no real mystery heading into the end of the season. Well, I mean, and then but we also saw Deekstra like, at the end too, holding a knife to Geralt. So that's another kind of like mid-season loose end that we still need to get picked up when we get back. Is like, is is Deekstra in on it too? You know, like because he nah. was clear. Like Geralt left his room, and Deekstra had 
clearly been waiting for him, knowing that Geralt was going to make a move. So, I mean, we'll see with the next episode, but it's just that they're they're presenting enough mystery to the point where it's like, you know, we have a lot more content to get through this season. I want to go on the train and say that Stregobor had that list of half elven novices in his locker because he was just stealing shit from them and he hated them and wanted to keep an eye on them. But I feel like when Istred went in to get the book, he was like, what are you going in to get? And then he pops out the book and Stregobor was like, he had, he had a weird face. So, the book so might have like, been planted as well. He's just a useful idiot in the sense that, like, Vilgefortz knows he's a horrible half elven racist. So it's like, okay, yeah. he'll have some dirty shit in there. I'm sure that'll make it a lot easier for it to cover me up. So Isher did kind of say, you know, this book has m- information from before the conjunction. You can literally teleport and between spheres, and you could literally banish people. So I don't know what they do if they like put him in a cell. They probably put him in that cell where that Kahir was in that like you can't use magic in. I just killed him real quick. And that's the last <laughs> we've ever seen of him. <laughs> of Stragbor, yeah. yeah. Artorius was even like, dude, buddy, even I can't back you right here. But maybe he was just saying that and Artorius will actually help him out. But we go, oh, we also see that, I'm sorry, Tisea is holding on to the book and that she also drops her bracelet that Yen picks up. I don't know how she drops it, did you did they show it or did they just show her picking it up? I plot, didn't catch it. The plot yeah. required it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so they go back and do the toast. Everybody's all happy. We did it. Geralt drops the I love you. That was wild. And I love this, honestly, because yeah, like Geralt, we've talked about it before. Geralt knows that Yen can read his thoughts. So half the time he thinks something knowing that Yen will hear it. So he doesn't actually have to verbalize it. So he's constantly saying, like, thinking I love you and stuff like that before. So when he finally says, I love you here, and she's like, that's the first time you ever said it out loud. He's like, really? But he's constantly thought it, but he's never actually said it. She's like, you can kiss me now in front of everybody. It felt so weird. Come, Or I guess it sounded so weird coming off of his lips. It just totally <laughs> it sounded yeah. so wild when he said it. I'm with you. It just it was an awkward. I mean, Geralt is not a lover, I guess, too much. So it was he's I mean, definitely he's not throwing, that word. Yeah, I was gonna say he's probably never said I love you ever in his life. And so it was great seeing it, but it yeah, it was definitely a little little cringe because it's just like our big our big man is just because love is big, cringe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love is cringe. <laughs> Stay single, never get married. <laughs> So if we flash forward again, now they're in the tub naked. It's like they covered every square inch naked in that room. Um, and then Yen's just a little concerned about our conversation with Philippa. So we're going to jump back and constantly it's saying all is not as it seems is Valdo Marx's troop just constantly singing that. And whenever we jump back, that's the marker. But it's also telling us, dude, not is all as it seems. We've told it to you like seven times. So Philippa and Yen are talking, you know, Philippa says something like, oh, I'll get Siri like in due time. I'm not worried about it right now. They see Lydia go by. They have that conversation about the high illusion of how her jaw and how Philippa reveals that she is heart sick and that she would blindly follow her lover to death if he asked her. We don't know who it is, though. And all of a sudden, Philippa asks, what did Taseya tell you, Yen, about how we fell apart? and She's saying, oh, you grew apart, but Philip is actually trying to say what happened is 
Philippa try to convince Tissaia not to side with Vilgefort and go to the Battle of Sodden? That was the beginning of their fallout. Was she was trying to say, hey, you're not just fighting for the Brotherhood, you're just following this man that you like. Maybe you don't know it, but you are in love with him and are blinded by that and going. So Philippa wanted the continent to fight by itself, do all that, and then they would just be there on the outskirts. She's saying, you know, too many mages were lost in that fight. There was that, that, that fight of Sodden was not good, even though you constantly say, like, you you won. It's it, that was a huge, huge hit to the Brotherhood. To continue, Philip is saying, you know, we break rules. We aren't afraid of power. Like, if you and to say stick to this plan, you'll be no better than Lydia stuck to a poison that kills you slowly. And she doesn't get it immediately, but she finally puts it together. She can only communicate telepathically. And all of a sudden, Geralt has that epiphany. Oh, the one with the funny voice. Do you have to say his bracelet? Oh, I saw Lydia wearing the same stones as these. Something's up. And all of a sudden, comes together. We do flash back to Vilgefortz and Geralt's convo, but we already covered that. But the last thing Vilgefortz says is like, you know, the battle to come. And Yen's like, battle to come? He's talking about peace. What is he talking about? A battle and all this shit. So then they're like, Vilgefortz, Lydia's in love with him. He's the one that, the, oh my God, it's Vilgefortz. The earrings on the bracelet were only found in the mines of West Redania where Geralt, Geralt went. Jesus went Christ. To, yeah, where Geralt went to find Terran, basically. <laughs> yes, like put it together. Finally, they immediately try to alleviate the situation. They immediately go into action. Yen is trying to alert to say Geralt goes outside, immediately hears screaming, doesn't know what's going on, tries to get the path clear, but before he gets out too far, Dijkstra pulls the knife on him and says, you should have chosen a side, Witcher. What this, are the sides, Kyle? What are the sides? This just made me very pro-Redania this episode. I am a big Philippa fan. I was already a big Dijkstra fan. I don't think like I don't think Dijkstra is working with Vilgefortz. And in Dijkstra's mind, it's he's anti-Vilgefortz. Like in his mind, it's Vilgefortz and Nilfgaard are one and the same because they're working together. So, like, I don't think that he's putting a knife to Geralt to, like, protect Vilgefortz. I think that they're, like, in the process of, like, the Redanian army taking over Aretuza. Like, they're springing that trap that they went there to set. But now that you're finding yourself more pro-Redania, you had also mentioned earlier that you didn't really fully kind of trust Radovid yet. Does that feel like that's kind of squashed now a little bit? Or do you still think they're maybe not maybe you're saying like you like them because they're entertaining maybe not in the sense that they're like they have well, good yeah, I mean, intentions they're, they're clearly like a still a third faction mm -hmm. to our squad right i just like i just i mean i really like philippa i think she had a really good episode i just i loved the whole conversation that her and yen had together i feel like she was definitely right about sodden i mean Yen's like we won but she's like I mean did you actually win it kind of you just almost prolonged the inevitable and actually probably made things worse because of how many mages died and everything I just feel yeah, like Philippa has like the clearest actual idea of what's going on she got well, that knowledge from Jistra. Yeah. she knows exactly yeah. what's going on so I, I like that a lot I, I don't think that like obviously like I said that they're technically that third faction so they have to be anti Geralt in the sense that like they're there I think to a, I think expose Vilgefortz and B take Siri because they want Siri too. Um, so obviously the taking the second part makes them you know anti squad, but the first part doesn't make them anti squad. 
Yeah, so we got some wild storylines going on that wasn't even touched in episode five. Like, we still got Kahir and Francesca. Like, they're on their mission. They don't know what that is. What else? Jill with the boats. Yeah, we got Fringy, as we like to call him. Um, we didn't get Yaskir. Yeah, I mean, the, the fact Siri that Siri, Siri's not even in the midseason finale. Crazy. She's just in the hut the whole time in the background. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's tough. It's tough because it's a midseason finale. So naturally, they obviously, some level, had a plan for this to be like this, for us to sit on this episode for a while. But it just kind of feels weird that she's not in the episode at all like the last episode before this break and i feel like it's just like there's three episodes left of henry cavill as Geralt, and Ugh, it seems always like gotta ruin my mood with that it seems like i mean like we're gonna have like i guess it's gonna be like a rescue attempt like we need to have some spotlight on the fact that vilgefortz is our villain i mean stregobor is you know wrongly imprisoned there's probably going to be an impending war i mean we have three episodes dude i'm kind of thinking is henry cavill's Geralt gonna die at the end of the season i mean is it gonna be like liam hemsworth's Geralt from a different because, sphere i mean yeah i was just gonna say they, they've already mentioned oh they're gonna fucking multiverses like yeah that's that. what i was literally <laughs> just gonna say because they've already mentioned that whatever the fuck portals you know have access to like the different spheres or whatever the shit they were talking about so i'm just like in my mind i'm playing it out as playing it out as Geralt dies series like kind of rushing through one of these portals and like comes across liam hemsworth who's like shit like this is my task now like i'm gonna be donned it which then that's when i'm out <laughs> that's when i'm totally out yeah. of this show you know like, well i don't classic like what is it who is it in dragon ball uh in super with uh with dark Goku who comes back and it's like, Oh wait, well it's trunks obviously in trunks and he oh, meets yeah. the kid version of his lover whose name I forget. And it's like, Oh, well now I got to protect her in this timeline. Right. Yeah. The black haired yeah. girl. I forgot her name. I'm, yeah. I forget what her name is too. Yeah. She's with um garlic or whatever his name is. That would be, I mean, I, but I don't know. Feels, I, like, I mean, that I just feels feel like, like that's the lowest the only... hanging fruit way for them to do it. But yeah. Yeah. I mean the fact that they've been bringing up different types of portals that can travel to different spheres I just feel like that's a different word for multiverse kind of and uh, it's gonna be such a shame man i just i I haven't enjoyed these episodes though they have been really good i said this in the discord as i was talking me and mara were going back and forth (laughs) and just like i would be much more hopeful about the content if feels like there's so many things left in this story and there's only three episodes left of like henry as Geralt, and it just is like I mean those three episodes could be insane. They could be fucking complete roller coasters start to finish and all that kind of stuff. It just I'm just so like I said at I don't know if it was the end of last episode, podcast episode, or the beginning of the, or at the end of rather of the first one. And I even said it's a dumb thing to say. I'm just so interested to see how it ends. It's just like where is the point where it gets left off at? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like it's just like it feels like like the last thing for henry's Geralt is gonna just be rescuing siri again yeah i think it's just gonna be like a rescue attempt and then she'll do something like i said earlier where she realizes her power i guess and and Marilyn even said too like would be much better if like siri didn't need to be saved like we know she has enough power so hopefully that's kind of how it ends and like maybe what is it like a you know we don't need Geralt anymore and that feels like okay then why do we what's the point of the show anymore kind of deal so i, I just it's just, it's, I, I, this has just left me in a weird place. 
they've put themselves in this weird spot. Well, there's like, I, there's no one to point fingers at. It just sounds like this whole thing just unfolded, unfortunately. But yeah, point my fingers at you, Lauren. <laughs> Showrunner. Yeah, that's maybe one finger we could point to. <laughs> but again, I'm still, I'll ride this high with Gar- uh, with Henry Cavill as Geralt until you know the very end of the season i really do think like i've been very much looking forward to this our choosing moment this is the moment that i've been hyping up this was one of my favorite moments in the book was the political discourse that everything like everything just turns to shit here at aratusa uh we get the coup here at the end which we haven't fully gotten into yet but it's just the start of like just some good really good things to come at least for the rest of the season i already can tell and i like how they're taking their root like the just straight from the source material. Like this isn't new territory for book readers. Like this is all playing out pretty much as we've kind of read it to be, which again, makes me wonder why Henry was saying like, you know, I don't like the direction that the show is taking because it seems like they're really matching up with the books. So at the end of the day, I'm enjoying the Witcher and I'm going to keep fucking watching it and I'm going to keep loving it until season four starts. (laughs) Well, you know, who knows with everything going on, if they're jumping spheres or whatever, maybe you know, his Henry Cavill's Geralt will make a comeback in like season five or some shit. Oh my God. Did they ever say how long they wanted the show to be? Didn't they say like a lot of seasons? Yeah, they said a seven season plan. But oh my God. God they like, to put it in perspective, Kyle, I think we're like three quarters of the way through book two, but obviously, like, no, nah, this is book like four. Well, well, if you don't you, count the yeah, first I'm book, not talking, I don't ever count the first two short stories. So this is literally still okay. the, the second book to me. Um, but like, if based on how it's going, I feel like they would only be able to make content for like five seasons. But the fact that he just said seven is like yeah. a, such a turnoff. I mean, if Geralt seven, said, it will end up being, and I'm sorry to step over you. Of, I mean, we, we'd get more Hemsworth than we would get Henry Cavill at that point. But I wonder if when they say seven seasons, if they also include like the Blood Origin shit, you know, like that would not. make sense then because then if we get five, <laughs> no, I mean, then we Sounds get five seasons of like the actual Witcher, a season of the Blood Origins, and then like a season of something else. Like that would fill the seven. Like, I don't think they need to stretch this particular story of Siri for seven seasons when yeah. we're already almost done yeah. the books, pretty much. Maybe they had less episodes per season in mind and maybe they're hustling things along. I don't know. But Henry said he would do seven seasons as. Geralt, okay, well, if he said he would do seven well, seasons, that's as different. long as they respected Andre Sipkowski's work. And apparently they did, and that's why he's bailing. Yeah, but it feels like right now they're honoring it pretty well, which is like, you know, this is a whole other conversation anyway. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I could totally see a world here where these last few episodes are great in the sense that it's just pure breakneck battle i mean obviously we talked last episode everyone's converging onto aratusa at that point we kind of met individuals now it feels like we're getting armies kingdoms at least it feels like nilfgaard is pro- I, there's no way they don't know this is happening the conclave feels like that's an impossible thing for to ever convince me is a thing so like yeah if we get like some like you know crazy rescue slash battle war thing i think that could be a good way to send off Geralt, it's just I, I need to see it. Okay, yeah. It just feels yeah. like I don't know. It just feels like we're in a weird place with only three episodes left. Yeah, it's weird, but that's all we got, and we can't complain yeah. because Henry is the man. I have loved these five episodes. It seems like you two have enjoyed it at least as well. I can't believe that season three is already like basically more than halfway over. I, I feel like I waited so long. Totally worth the payoff, though, at least so far. 
absolutely adored everything that's happened. Um, any last thoughts for you two? Nah, I, I feel like I got them that. all out. It's actually, it's only three weeks until new content. Three weeks. There you go. Yeah, Not forever. The 27th. Yeah, July 27th is the, the last three episodes should come out then. All right. So then we will be back like July 28th slash 9th <laughs> with some new content for you guys. Appreciate you guys sticking around, listening to all of this. We absolutely loved covering it. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Like I said, Discord is the best place if you want to get in touch with us. You know, we love interacting with the fans or just, you know, talk some theories. But that's going to do it for us. If you like what you heard, please follow us at bingetowntv.com or you could follow us at all of our socials, Twitter, Instagram, other stuff. I did this last time. Um, you know, We're old. You, you we guys, don't know socials. We're old. You guys are yeah. familiar with the internet. Thanks for um, listening. We love you guys. Yeah. You know, you want to do that? Do that. We love you guys. We'll, you mentioned we'll, last time, so. We'll see you in three weeks. How about that? Fucking prick. Love you. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.